You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay who will be in every episode. Also known as the other host of Popcorn Culture. Ben, I don't want to skip the corny joke this time. So if you could uh, go ahead, you know, I guess just, make sure we don't. Just, you, let me. Are, are, is what you're trying to say, do it. You like present pl- now. Yeah, do it. Okay. What do you call bears with no ears? Ears? No. Bees. Yes! Yes! Hey! Just the letter B. Just the letter B. Just the letter B. <laughs> Goodness, you got that right away. Now uh, I want to ask you another one. It was one. a spelling joke. Where does the general keep his armies? I don't know. Where does the general keep his armies? In his sleeves. In his sleeves. Armies, like oh. arm sleeves. Wow, that's the worst one you've ever done. Oh no, I think it's I think it's so good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Sleeves isn't a word. <laughs> You need to be sure to stick around until after the final pop pop because we have a little extra bonus content that happened before we started today's episode uh, that I think you're going to want to stick around for. It's some good quality. This is why we need like a Patreon or something for so we could have exclusive quality content like what people are going to hear at the end of the episode at the end of the episode but but right now it's just gonna go to the end and what is great is that ethan the guy who edits the podcasts listen had to listen to the whole thing he several did. times and once you've heard it you'll know you'll but, know but at this point you don't know and you're just waiting for the end don't skip ahead you got it'll be better if you're patient but just know that ethan had to listen to it probably three or four times there you go there you go so be sure to stick around until the final pop pop in the meantime brother jay yo seems like maybe you've had a little bit of life development happening i've had some big news happen to me in the past one day i think you're uh, big news i mean big news i mean i would say potentially the most life-changing thing that's ever happened to me hashtag clickbait (laughs) happened to me yesterday hashtag not clickbait because hashtag very true let's lay it on us okay lay it on us what tell me what happened yesterday so yesterday i became a father of three what yeah brand new information holy cow (laughs) you already knew (laughs) i did know i did know i well i I was gonna say i was there but i wasn't there there but i was i was adjacent uh in geographical proximity yes so uh yesterday on february 23rd my twin boys were born little little nick and Nate. Nick and Nate. Nick and Nate. Good. Okay, so tell me about this because you had not told anyone in the family the names. You, I know that there were two sets of names. Is that correct? Uh, there were two sets of names. But the but you landed on on Nick and Nate. Yeah. Um, I know, and this is the only bit of information, and it's so funny that this is what they ended up being because uh, when people would ask me, I would say the the only thing I know is that it won't be like alliterative. Oh, like that they was won't, wrong. They won't they won't start <laughs> with the same thing because to the best of my understanding, our aunt tina who also has has twins who are our cousins matt and ryan uh i if i understood correctly the the one piece of advice she gave was do not have their name start with the same letter uh that was her advice and we did not take it <laughs> when the at the point that she gave you that advice had you already decided what the names were going to be uh no we had not you had not okay. we i would say had i'd say we were at like 99 percent on those names about three days ago but i would say even down to the day of like the fact that like okay it's go time was i think kind of a um 
a catalyst for we we are settling not settling but like we are um arriving at these names as the ones we want there's there's the moment when that decision is made i've always right. felt like with naming children that that is like such a a strange moment of commitment where i also bet you never look back well i i've heard stories of people who have looked back who have like determined oh i'm absolutely going to call my son jack or something and then they are like handed the baby and they're like it's not jack and you know like they just oh. know the moment or something fascinating but i will say so it was very different naming the twins versus naming luke so naming luke we knew well in advance what his name was going to be his okay. middle name his first name um we i mean we had thought about it for a long time and we had there was a lot of boy name like i i found that choosing names for boys was much harder than choosing names for girls interesting uh, not that i will ever get to use any of the names i chose for girls but <laughs> um so we 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 started telling people luke's name well in advance so like when uh, they had a baby shower for beth you know they had you know luke's name on the wall right and people could customize stuff in that way. And had we firmly chosen what the twins' names were going to be, I think we would have been happy to tell people. But we... So that wasn't strategy. Like, that wasn't like a, you know what? We don't want the input. We're not going to tell people. This was more like you guys were genuinely undecided. We were genuinely undecided, but I wouldn't say it wasn't strategy. I would say our strategy is was that because we weren't decided, we weren't telling people. Oh, sure. Like, because here is just uh, some... My... My general advice when discussing or telling people the names is if you are not 100% certain, don't tell people even what you're thinking about. Sure. Because if you do if it's if it's up for swaying, people are going to try if and if anyone you tell has any negative connotation with one of the names you or you like really like but haven't fully committed to, they're going to let you know. Oh yeah. And because one, they people love to um what I like to call like autobiograbarf on you. Autobiograbarf. Yeah, this is where you just barf your own autobiography <laughs> at people. Okay. That's what people love to do. And if you have a name, if they have a negative story about a name, they want to tell you about it and why you shouldn't name your kid that. And the real, the real second, probably even greater reason they don't want you to name your kid that is because they want to have helped name your kid. There and this is a powerful force. It it is. There's there's no two ways about it. Like because I, I know that I've had this impulse before too, where like the idea and, and this is I think this is stretches stretches beyond uh simply naming kids, but also like being the one to introduce your friend to their significant other mm. is like a kind of you owe me for the rest of all time in a like totally not collectible sort of thing, but like it, it will always go down that the one of the more significant decisions that you that you make with your life was directly correlated to them knowing you specifically exactly so they're always like that it, it, that that's what people want and i think we've even talked about this on the pop before but so we cannot firmly s decided on uh it's the it's nicholas and nathan nicholas those and nathan the, those are the full names yes they will go by nick and nate or that's what we're going to call them so we have nick nate luke nick nate luke yeah all one syllable names easy 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 nice and good and uh, yeah, so we, we just didn't tell people until we had them chosen. And at that point, we, we were like, well, we may as well wait until we're just... Since we decided, like, basically day of, we may as well wait until we've got pictures and we'll just announce it all at, all at once. Yeah. And yeah. stuff like that. So we were sending out the names, the names and stuff yesterday. And the thing is, once you're decided and you tell someone what the name is, people will just go with it. Absolutely. You, you never... Like, even if you have a negative connotation with the name like Peter for example you know and you're like you would never name your kid Peter if you meet someone named Peter if you're like oh yeah my cousin Peter they're not going to be like ugh what oh, that name no yeah like you're never going to question someone's name but you are always going to question someone's almost name <laughs> yeah it's true it's yeah. true if and that's that's always the thing too things that are subject to change all, like invite so much more outside opinion yeah. than things that are absolute there's, yes. Yeah. I, I I won't say what it is because I'm sure that would involve prying. But there is one name that if you if if I had known, I'd be like, please don't use that name. Please just. Choose. I think I know the name you're just you're thinking. And yeah, 
uh, wouldn't have. Wouldn't okay, have. okay, thank you, thank yeah. you. Hashtag respect. Hashtag respect. Anyway, so let me go on and just tell the story of what happened. Uh, yes, yeah, so, finish the narrative. Yeah, so if you've been following along anywhere on my, my social media life or whatever, you, you're you probably aware that we were expecting twins, my, my wife Beth and I, um, and we announced it a while ago. But the the due date was April 14th. That yep. was the day they told us was the due date. And they arrived on, on February, February 23rd. 23rd. Right. So... How early is that? That is 33 weeks and two days, I think. No, it's 32 weeks and three days. I'm sorry. Goodness gracious. There you go. Yeah, so I've been I've, I've been having to relay a lot of numbers around in my brain lately. So they came pretty early. Uh, now, this wasn't our first experience with premature birth our son luke was a preemie as yep. well he came uh six weeks early so the twins came a little uh, well well it's, it, it, this is this is a fun fact is that the day beth's water broke uh for luke uh gestationally was the same day as the twins what yes i did not know that yes yeah, so it's a fun fact that just been dropped on me there you go <laughs> so when when it happened with Luke, we went to the hospital and we were there for another nine days until he was actually born. Right. Okay. I do remember right. that. Yeah. So this time, um, it's you know it's the same morning, and Beth wakes me up at 1:30 a.m. and I'm like, oh, I'm I was dead asleep, and she tells me her water's broke, and I'm like, oh, yikes. Okay. All right. We gotta, let's go. We're in the game. Let, let's, we have to go to the hospital, uh, which is what you should do. So we load up the car. We call Beth's parents to come over and watch Luke because he's still sleeping and stuff. We get to the hospital. We check into triage and all that. And Beth starts feeling uh, some contractions. Like maybe she might be going into like labor, which was very different from last time where. Okay, uh, wait, I, I do have a quick question. Okay. Okay. So when you, her water broke, when you have twins, do both waters break at the same time? Ooh. Good question. Good question. No. No? They can, uh, but I think more often one does, and then later the other one will. Would there be any actual bizarre... <laughs> I know you're not like a doctor, but... Yeah. Um, would there have ever... Would there have been any bizarre circumstance? Like, I know you've talked about, like, not telling them which one of them is older, um, so that you don't have that forever, like, I'm older by two minutes thing. Yeah. Um, would there have been any situation where, like, one of them would have come... And then the other one would have, like, the water didn't break? Or would the process of giving birth just, like, make make that happen? I am not sure. I feel... I guess I feel comfortable saying in the history of the world, there has probably been... I, I think I've even heard stories where one is born and then it could be, like, like even days later or something, the second one was born. See, because that would be... I feel like you would have to like differentiate at that point in time oh, for if sure it was, if it was days different then it's like how weird would it be to have twins with different birthdays that would be crazy and i think the only other way that normally happens is if they're born around midnight right right right, right where it would just be it just just so happens to be the case that one comes out and then the yeah. day takes over the other crazy thing and, I, and I, i'm sorry i will let you back to your story is that we were so close to leap day twins oh yeah which I, I looked up the statistics on that, and then we actually calculated it before you got into the office this yeah. morning. One in 50,000. That is... That would have been crazy, because it is a leap year, and they were, I guess, six days away from it. So close. That is, so, That would have been And how, how many days? Oh, you said nine days is how long Luke was... Yeah. Okay, before, between water breaking and birth. Right. Okay, so we were in the zip code. Like, it could have it happened. It could have happened. And oh, so that was... Leap babies. That was the weird thing, is that when it happened with Luke, yeah, we went to the hospital, and it was another nine days. So even when Beth is telling me that her water broke, I'm like, okay, well, we've probably still got at least a few more days. Which, I don't know why I, that was, like, my assumption of how it was going to go down. Because normally, if your water breaks, that pretty much means it's happening. Right, it's and, go time. Yeah, it's go time. Or, well, they, they, they do a bad job of this in TV shows where that's always the case. But I think a lot of times you can go into labor without that even happening. It just happens in the middle of labor. Sure. Um, but anyway, we get to the hospital. Beth's having contractions. And then they just sort of stop. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. Maybe that was just caused by the 
by the initial change and stuff but we've slowed down and they check us into our room and stuff and we actually managed to go back asleep for a couple of hours because in our minds this is still happening days away right right <laughs> but then we wake up and it becomes pretty evident that it's not happening days away <laughs> that she's just like in labor so <clears throat> at that point uh we decide we have to we we decide that the c-section is the route we're gonna go down and once you decide, it's like, all right, there's really no reason to wait. <laughs> so all of a sudden it was just go time. And I remember they're like in there prepping the OR and they make, they make dad wait outside. Okay. So until you come in after they're all set up and stuff. Okay. After everything, they're like, just don't touch anything. <laughs> you can sit here in this chair when the babies are here. You can take pictures and like they're, they, I will say the doctors are extremely respectful. Like, you know, you, you obviously don't want to be in their way because they're doing their job. Of but course. At the same time, they also understand like you're at, at the end of the day, you're still the parent and like they're really in your way. Kind oh, sure, of, you know? sure. I get that. That I mean, that makes yeah. sense. But I'm, I'm sure it's a balance. When yeah. when they tell you not to touch anything, do you immediately feel like, I'm going to accidentally touch something for sure? Like, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, don't turn around too quickly because I'm probably going to bump into that tray that has all the perfectly laid out scalpels. Yeah, they, they say that. They say, like, don't touch anything. But then when you get in there... There's monkey it, bars. Yeah. <laughs> And like yeah. a slide. It's like there's there's a whole playground. You're like, oh man, no. <laughs> but I want to play with something. Oh, no, they tell you not to, as if yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be like sitting right next to all the knives and stuff. But you know, I couldn't have even seen something I could touch. You okay, know, it's okay. all on the other side of the room. You're not even getting near it. <laughs> nice. So yeah. the chair is in the safe place. The chair is in a safe place. And uh, everything went extremely well. Everything went just, you know, as well as you could have hoped for. And they, you know, it's, they, they got the babies out and that was crazy. It was like, oh my gosh. Cause I remember standing outside thinking how, when I had gone to bed the night before, I was absolutely not expecting this to happen. You know, there was no scenario where they were born tomorrow. Right. You know, everything had been going really great. Everything had been going perfectly otherwise in the pregnancy. And I thought we had another couple weeks before I was really in the, okay, it could happen at any moment kind of zone. Because twins typically do come early anyway. And since we'd already had one premature birth, I guess that increases your likelihood too. So I had no delusion that we were going to make it full term anyway. But I think I was still two weeks off of thinking, okay, we should be ready at every moment sort of zone. But it, I, I'm, I'm standing in the hall thinking, wow, not only did I, it, it, the, the, the amount of time where my expectation got slammed into like the, it's presently happening. You know, it went from being like, oh, we've probably got a couple weeks to, oh, we're in the hospital. We've still got a, probably a couple days. And then it was just like, I'm barely minutes away from this happening. Right, and right. it is, it just, it was so crazy and so fast. And then, you know, uh, so now now they're in the NICU. I don't know how long they'll be up there. That's totally a, uh, just a waiting game. Um, but it was, it was just a really crazy day. Just <laughs> really, I was extremely emotional too. I think I cried like seven times yesterday. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. I mean, goodness. I can't, I, yeah, I feel like I can't even begin to imagine. Like I know the emotion. I was literally standing on a ladder, um, like leaned against my house, pulling Ivy away from the brick. Yeah. When I got these messages, like that everything was going on. Yeah. And I'm like standing up there, like just tearing up, like on the edge of the ladder, you know, <laughs> right. it's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah. It just, just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but it's, it's kind of strange to watch you guys like, because it's, it's so funny how you guys have done it once before, like yeah. with Luke and you've kind of gone through everything and usually doing something one time is not enough to become like a veteran at something. Mm -hmm. But like, I think from our perspective, looking in, you guys seem so much more like just generally in control of the whole situation. Like you're here at the office today. I know. And all of this happened yesterday. yesterday. I know. I know. Well, I, I don't, I can't even promise you I'll be here tomorrow. But. No, I get that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, Monday is typically the day we record a lot of the stuff for the whole week. Yes. So it, it seemed like a good day to come in so that we could get a whole week, like a week's worth of content out. And then I could go focus on stuff. It's 
uh, it is weird that I think you're right. You know, normally if you've done something once, you wouldn't consider yourself like very veteran at it. But the thing about uh, having a premature baby and going in the NICU and stuff, it's like we only did that once with Luke, but then you're there for 17 days. So, and you know, you might leave and come back several times in a day. So it really felt like we did it a lot. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yes, yeah. yes. No, I got you. Um, okay, so they're born on February 23rd, which makes them Pisces. Pisces, twin fish. <laughs> Twin fish. I think it's it's two fish, right? It's also the is it like a yin yang sort of uh, look? Is it really? I think is that so. the so it's not it's not Gemini, which no. is like the would the Gemini be like that's like the twins twins? I one? guess that is maybe. Yeah. Okay, so interesting, interesting water it's symbol. Two fish. It's two fish. Yeah. Okay, so what what are characteristics of Pisces? Oh, I have no idea. Hang on, I hang can't on. tell you what characteristics are of an Aquarius though, and that's what I am. Oh, okay, got you, <laughs> yeah. got you. Should we should we read about ourselves? And, oh gosh, and give it a quick gander. You let's read what Aquarius is, and I'll tell you how accurate. Or maybe you read what Aquarius is and tell me how accurate you think. It is to me. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on. Aquarius, we're searching. Um, I feel like this changes website to website, even though. Okay, I'm going to go, what type of person is an Aquarius? Oh, okay. Every aquarium. Aqu- every aquarium. It says every Aquarian. Ah. So you guys have like a, like a, like a, I don't know. I don't like think a, that I'm a like scorpion. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every scorpion. <laughs> Although I would be okay with it. Yeah. Every scorpi. Scorpi. <laughs> Uh, every Aquarian is a rebel at heart. These air signs, these air signs despise authority and anything that represents conventionality, conventionality, free spirit and eccentric. They can often be identified by their offbeat fashion sensibilities, unusual hobbies and nonconformist attitude. This is not you. And that doesn't sound like me at all. Not even no. slightly <laughs> like a little bit. No, which is so weird because I feel like these things, these things so frequently are so uh like broad strokes yeah that you can like just color yourself in to any of them yes exactly yeah okay uh the personality of a scorpio yeah or scorpions yeah that's me that's you um because of its incredible passion and power scorpio is often mistaken for a fire sign in fact scorpio is a water sign that derives its strength from the psychic emotional realm like its fellow water signs cancer and pisces scorpio is extremely clairvoyant and intuitive is aquarius not a water sign because it feels like it should be it does just kind (laughs) of sound like the word aquarium yeah um, I believe it's the water bearer is the symbol or the constellation that it's named after. Well, I don't know enough about anything oh. to do with these. Uh, this is one of those uh, strange things, horoscopes, where it's like, I, I don't know why it's like, I-, I will like scoff at them. But then as I start reading about them, it's like, I'll- I still will find it interesting. Sure. Because the the um, observations that I think people who have gotten really good at writing these horoscopes right. are very relatable. Right. Like, I feel like whoever writes horoscopes could be, like, a blogger or a, oh, I guess probably they are yeah. in some capacity or, like, a like a YouTube personality because somehow, some way, they have identified things that you're definitely feeling. Here, the thing about your zodiac sign or horoscopes are that the reason they're not nearly as much fun to me is because they're based on the day you were born and it it's somehow suggesting that everyone born between two sets of dates are all the exact same. No, of course it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's completely ri- but here's the thing. If they just removed the assigned at birthness from it, I feel like it'd be a super fun thing. Then you could figure out which one you were based on your actual personality. Sure. So, but at that point in time, I think it's basically an Enneagram. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and then it's just another personality test. It's a personality but, test. But yeah. it's really fun one with cool names and, you know, whatever. But. Oh my gosh, I had a thought that I was just about to ask you and then it, it leaked right out of my brain. Dunn lost it. Ah, oh, bump. Dunn lost it. Okay. Okay, where, where were we? I don't know, we were talking about horoscopes and, or Enneagrams. Goodness, I found it. Oh, wow. Okay, so the interesting thing to me about, um, like we talk about like, you know, specifically the characteristics associated like with when you were born. Right. Uh, like on the specific date. The reason that I have like been able to come up with the, the smallest, tiniest, 
tiniest little version of how that could maybe in some capacities affect people is when what is the time of year that you that you would be experiencing when your first memories are being formed so like for example if you're born like for me i was born like in october so i feel like it is it is conceivable that by the time that i'm like really starting to take the world in mm -hmm. it was summer so like a lot of like my very like you know early interactions with the like the outside world at all mm -hmm. would be like i would be taking my first steps in summertime sure. like in warm weather yeah um, I've wondered before what that could be like versus like you on the flip side being born in February, those same experiences would have been happening in winter. And I have absolutely no idea if like if and when and how every single person I'm sure is absolutely incredibly different in terms of like when their first memory is. Do you have a first memory? Gosh, not. No, you don't have I don't a first think memory. I can tell you what my first memory is now. Oh my gosh. I, the only thing I can think of for my first memory is mom being pregnant with our little brother, Tyler. Uh, do you remember our bedroom as kids? I had like a high bed yeah. and your bed was like kind of like low to the ground. This is so, when I think it, when I imagine it now, it was unusually low to the ground. It was, it almost seemed like what you had was like a box spring that had like a wooden frame around it. Yeah. Not even a box spring, maybe just the mattress with like a wooden frame around That's it. That's what I'm almost remembering. Maybe there was a box spring, but it was, it feels like barely off the ground. Barely off the ground. Yeah. Um, so the only thing I remember is that's where mom used to read us like Berenstein Bears books. Do you remember those? Oh, Bar of, of course. Is it Berenstein? This is the the most Mandela effect. I know, uh, but this is this is this is like heads or tails to me where I can never remember. Now I know that it is. I know that whatever I think it is is wrong. It's Berenstein Bears is how you say it. Berenstein. And everyone remembers it being spelled S-T-E-I-N because you say it Berenstein, but it's actually spelled Berenstain. Berenstain. With an A instead With an of an a. E. Okay. Which if you didn't know that... Ooh. Good luck looking it up. You're about to go down a really weird rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Happy mind being blown. Yeah, yeah. so my, my thing, I think that my first memory is... Mom being pregnant with Tyler, reading us one of those books, and me asking, like, when the baby's coming. Okay. Um, but that that is, that is like, basically the only memory I have before my first day of the three-year-old program of preschool. I think I, rem I remember my first day of that as well. Like, I think I just haven't really tried to figure out what my earliest memory is before. Like, maybe it's just not that important to me. But... I also, yeah, I remember when mom was pregnant with Tyler. I remember all that. Well, I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to figure this out live, I don't think. How crazy would it be? Ooh, if I could figure it out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I feel yeah. like someone would have to probe me like, do you remember this? And then even it gets tricky still because our dad did a lot of uh, video documentation of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. the year in Carlin. Yeah. The year in Carlin. So I think. A lot of times, if I, like, remember, I, you know, I remember watching myself from the camera at, like, an early age. But obviously, that's not my memory. But, like, right. I remember seeing myself at, like, younger than I can remember. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what so you it's, mean. And I, I don't know where those, those lines get real blurry. <laughs> They do, they do. So. No, it's it's crazy, and I think that uh, like your your personal vlog that you do is going to be so cool for Luke because it's he, his childhood is going to be so well. Oh, that's going to be so weird because I would imagine Luke probably like, I, and I don't know. I imagine he probably won't remember much before the twins got here. You sure. know, like I don't imagine at some point he'll remember the old house we lived in. Right. But we will have video of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So he'll get to go back and relive so he'll that. He'll go back and see it. There yeah. you go. That'd be great. There you go. More people should do that for their children. Yeah, just carry your camera around with you everywhere you go. Video it all week, every week. Spin a narrative. Yeah, spin a narrative. You don't necessarily need plot points or anything. I wish I had more plot points. I never know where I'm going with the vlogs. I'm just like, let's see what this footage is this week. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I mean, sometimes, well, here's what happens a lot of times and what eventually I found was a problem when I was making the vlog was... At first, I was just so excited that I was doing it that I would film everything that was going on. Sure. And at some point, you start to think, like, you'll get, like, a little more like, okay, after you've done a few edits, you'll think, okay, this was interesting, that wasn't that interesting, I don't, I don't need to film every little thing. And so you start only filming 
certain things. Right. And then eventually you'll get to the point where you have, you're anticipating what the interesting thing of the week will be. So you just mostly count on filming that thing. So I found what was happening to me a lot was I would know, okay, this weekend we're going to Ben's for a party or we're going to go to this event or we're meeting people here and that'll probably be what most of the vlog is about. The problem is then if you get there and it turns out not to be a very like camera friendly vlog situation. Too loud. Too loud yeah. or it's like it's really cumbersome to carry around or mostly people are just watching TV or something like that. Or you just don't film or you just forget and then you're like oh no, now I haven't filmed anything because I was anticipating this and also I didn't film that. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Great. Good week. Good week for the vlog. It's going to be a short one. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Right. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. So I think that, um, like, that is. So I, I have been wanting to start a, a vlog forever. Um, I, like, I think, like, dating back as long as I've been, like, a, um, you know, professional YouTuber. Uh, and, and especially, I think, watching yours sort of unfold and, and being like, man, this would be so cool to have yeah. all of these little memories, uh, tucked in there. Um, and I have the massive, massive issue with brain crack, uh, right. like where I will, I, I will obsess over, and this is the real problem. And, and Allie and I, like Sunday after Sunday, which is our one day that we like spend fully together, um, we're always like, "Well, we should do it today, but we need to go do something like really cool, so that like the, so that like the episode will be super interesting." And then we spend most of the day doing nothing in the process of trying to go do something interesting enough to be worthy of having recorded and showing to anybody at all. Right. Um, and it is like, it absolutely, I, I think it destroys me. Like, I don't think that there's ever been something that I've wanted to do so badly that like, I just can't, I can't bring myself to the idea of being disappointed after having been so excited about it for so long. Mm -hmm. And I, it like, it's like murderous yeah. to me to, to think about what it would be like to finally go do one, sit down to work on it and be like, crap, crap. It's all crap. Can't do it. Can't bail. Delete all the footage. Uh, I don't think it'll be like that. I think if you go out and film it and you have any sort of vision for it at all, you'll have a lot of fun with it. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paperclip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. 
In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Uh, I know, I know the feeling though. My the very first week of the vlog ever, we did something called the Beer Mile, which was a relay race where every member of your team has to chug a beer before running a 400 and then you tag the next person and they do that and rinse repeat until it's over and that was happening at an event that happens in town called go fest and i saw go fest as this amazing launching point for the vlog because it's easily the best event that happens in our city every year yes and yes. there's so many interesting things to get footage of and we had also just gotten a drone and the beer mile seemed like a fun and novelty thing so i think i was wearing a gopro we had someone running the drone we had someone with a camera on the sidelines so i had like all these camera angles set up for the first one i had just gotten my brand new camera and tripod and all that stuff so i was filming every single bit of GoFest and all the cool things. I was taking slow-mo video of these dogs and BMX racers, and I came up with all, it was amazing. I thought it came out really good. And sometimes I go back and watch it and I'll be like, man, I put in way more effort into this very first episode than I did for like almost any other. A absolutely you know. fascinating. Abs so, cause that's that's exactly what I think. Like literally I, um, I I'm like, well, is it even a vlog if you didn't use a drone and a GoPro and a gimbal and like yeah. maybe go underwater at some point in time and and challenge your own existence as a human to, you know, do something like a triple backflip off of a rope swing into 30 degree water or something. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. was even the point of waking up and turning on a camera if you didn't do a triple backflip? Precisely my point. Precisely my point. Yeah. It's, it's so funny how you get me exactly. <laughs> it's, I think what it came down to at the end of the day is because a lot of that was just like launch enthusiasm for me. But at the end of the day, you have to like ask, like, what are you doing it for? Like, why? are you doing it like and that eventually i think helped because for me i love sharing the vlog with everybody but the the main reason i'm doing it is just to like document like the my family life right so yes. that it'll be fun to go back and rewatch it later years from now and so that that stuff doesn't like fizzle into you know the the memory dump in my mind so to speak where the jelly beans yeah, go and suck it up with a little vacuum yeah exactly from out. so i watched inside out this morning with luke he had a fever which is <laughs> gosh that was that was great we had the twins yesterday and i woke up with luke had a fever today and i was like oh boy all right we were in full parenting mode <laughs> hashtag parenthood hashtag parenthood man so we had to skip preschool and whatever it's all it's all good he's feeling much better already don't worry
That's good. That's good. Way yeah. to go, Luke's there. Yeah. Doing great. But what are we talking about? So I think, yeah, you have to figure out what you want. What is the purpose of even doing the vlog? And if it's just to go on cool adventures, then you just got to plan cool adventures and go on them. And whatever you film will be whatever you filmed. But if the point is to go out and like show off all your cool shots, then you just have to go and get cool shots. And I, I get that. I get that. Like, so uh, I, I so understand it. And I almost even feel like in the scheme of things. So like everybody loves going back to early Super Carlin Brothers videos videos and watching the the very very uh unprepared ben carlin for the world that was to come mm-hmm. um and and so sometimes i think like maybe the whole idea of starting when you're less qualified than you want to be mm-hmm. uh is almost that in the scheme of things you will get to go back and there will be a a quaint and happy little campiness to your humble beginnings mm-hmm. so Maybe, maybe that's just that's just it. Yeah. I mean, if you go out and just pick an easy adventure to go on, you know, like some sort of hike that you've done before and you just bring the drone, you get, a, you know, document you leaving the house and being on the hike and then cool drone footage and, you know, climb rocks on the way and get cool shots of that. And it'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. You are just like Alice. Yeah. Just like Alice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is this is the, the massive problem that I face with this <laughs> is it's like... It's it's like uh, I, I have all these ambitious ideas for the world and then I'll throw them out there and it's like, why don't we start with something easy and simple? And I'm like, well, no, because because I'm coming from like like the maxed out like 10 version. And that means I have to come down to like a three version. And that is the most upsetting and sad thought. That is not upsetting and sad because it's it's interesting that you see that as upsetting and sad when in the meantime, you're producing the zero version, I which know, is nothing. The zero version. That's what you're really, that's what you're doing. I know, I know. It's so true. It's so true. (laughs) That's what's upsetting. That's the problem. That's the problem. But I can't, uh, I'm like sweating right now (laughs) because I'm like, so I have so much internal frustration with myself over my, my inability to Mm -hmm. to press go. Mm -hmm. But, but maybe, maybe when and if I ever produce my first episode, those yeah. who have listened to this episode of The Pop will be like, I know how how much was going through Ben's head. Well, I can tell you what's going to happen, Ben. What's is that? Is that now that you've voiced this into the internet, people are never going to let it go. Never? First of all. Now that you've you've set an expectation. So people now have, now people are waiting for the vlog. Maybe that's good. Maybe it is. Maybe that'll push you. Maybe this is the push you need. The push I need. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, I like it. I like it. So that's, that's what I need is people to pressure me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you heard it here people <laughs> ben needs you to pressure him <laughs> that that's it that's it yeah okay okay good to know good to know okay mm-hmm. can't wait <laughs> Okay, so speaking of you going on crazy adventures or... Why do I forget? What was I going to segue this into? Speaking of you needing to do crazy things, uh, we had some follow-up on your near-death experiences. Yes, we we absolutely did. Um, Let's see here. Okay, so I think one of the more interesting uh, responses that that I've got, because I've had literally the same exact one myself, um, is that we had an email from Andrine. 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 And um, the the long and the short of her story is that um, growing up in New York City, uh, she sort of had like the moment when you're waiting for the subway where you sort of like peek your head over. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, the subway is a strange place because there's I no always, guardrails. There's no guardrails. Yeah. There's, there's like nothing to like. And of course, there can't be because you need to be able to walk onto the train. Yeah. But it also blows my mind that there is nothing preventing you from falling down into the electricity tracks. Feels like there could be guardrails between where the door aren't going to be it does feel that way yes i do agree maybe there's not a the doors always show up at this spot maybe there's not maybe they have like different subway models and so it's like depending on which one like maybe if you have like a tr1 or i was thinking more like as just a function of the brakes oh i see you know like every time it it comes to a stop at roughly the same spot but maybe it's like six inches off or something so this is not a tr1 issue well maybe 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 yeah they got new trains and they couldn't it seems like in 2020 the subway should be able to stop at the exact same spot every it, time it does feel that, that way. there could be guardrails that will not block any doors right 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 yeah it, it seems like that should be the case okay 
Anyway, Andrine, though, growing up, says that she has one of these moments where she leaned a little bit too far looking for the train, mm -hmm. almost fell into the train tracks, but their mother uh, grabbed them by the clothes and, like, yeah. literally pulled them back. So, right. what I'm imagining here is, like, someone who's, like, leaned forward and then, like, a little bit too far, their center of gravity has literally tipped to the point where they are, like, going in. Yeah, going in. And, and the other thing about falling in is it's kind of deep. It so, is. it's like, if you're in there, like, it, I mean, it's like you've fallen into, like, a raptor pit. <laughs> like, a pit designed to uh, trap raptors. Right. A traptor. A traptor. A traptor. Traptor pit. Not to be con confused with a tractor. Yeah. There's, you never want to fall into a tractor pit either, though. No, tractor pits are the worst. Yeah. It's, it's when you have competing farms <laughs> that have tractor pits. That's right. So that one tractor doesn't come onto your land trying to harvest your corn. Right. And so you, you've actually dug a hole randomly for that tractor to then fall into. Can you imagine crop poaching like that? Do you think that happens? Goodness, I don't know. Oh, man. What is strange thought is crop piratism a thing oh um, a far a farmer pirate oh my gosh farm pirates how i mean if you're out in corn country i have to imagine you've got a big old plot of land yeah that goes on far beyond you can actually see farm beyond you can farm actually see beyond you can actually see and that at some point your property line ends out but your neighbor is also very likely a corn farmer right and like hmm man would now i have to imagine there's a certain amount of like honor amongst farmers well some i'm sure but <laughs> yeah. i mean everyone if you're a pirate then it's like maybe you have but there's there's honor amongst pirates right it's like honor amongst thieves I okay think. okay you know okay but so boy i think could if you're if you're that farmer if you're like if you're out there on the edge and you're like man it's like two miles before before neighbor farmer's house no one can even see me what if i just roll my crop collector one row over that must be such insignificant gains though like one row of corn oh it's not like another two bucks okay so that <laughs> yeah right yeah. so that's what i was gonna ask okay so like what is i, I mean Stealing is bad. I'll yes. start by saying that. Yes. But um, once upon a time, I was at a bachelor party, and this will come back to cornfields. Okay. Um, and it was it was for it was for one of my friends. We were down in Charleston, South Carolina, and we're we're driving this like six hour drive home on like a Sunday morning, and the the groom who I drove down with was massively hungover. Okay. Had had one too many soda pops. Right. Too many fizzy Sodas. waters. Oh gosh. The no okay. I swear right now on Twitter, I'm having a there's a thread right now where someone because in the last episode I was saying how every time I hear someone call soda pop, I think they're joking. Yeah. Yeah. And I have realized the extent to which this is a problem. Someone on Twitter is like, no, I'm from Canada and we genuinely say, if you want a soda, can you get me a pop? And I'm like, I feel like you're trolling me. I feel like you're lying to me. Is this like, like the narwhal? This is, this or is narwhal's like the narwhal. Real? This is ex it's exactly like this is. I think the narwhal conundrum is that you you are so unsure as to whether or not, even if someone's telling you the truth, that like this this is this is it. This is the problem. Is that I. I really want to believe that this person is genuinely telling me we call it pop, but I can't be sure they're not trolling me to make me look foolish. Right, right, right. You it's know? like it's like you if you mm, get me, mm, man, you just want me to say pop one day, and you're gonna be like, oh my god, no one calls it pop. <laughs> This is, this is the narwhal conundrum, which if you're not familiar with really deep Super Carlin Brothers lore, I made a video once upon a time, which will haunt me to my grave, uh, called Are Narwhals Real? Yeah. 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 Because the narwhal, mythical animal that it is, is a whale with a horn on its head. On its face. On its face. And its horn is a tooth. And its horn is a tooth. But it could not look more made up if it tried. It couldn't. It not, couldn't. not even possible. The it, horn is even like spirally. Yeah. It has like magic powers where it can like sense things from far away. Oh, the its skin yeah. has more vitamin C per, per comparative weight than yeah. an orange. Yeah. So it's, and it's not even spelled, you'd think it'd be narwhal, but it's narwhal. 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 So there was like, it, it's like a jackalope, you know, where it's like, which is like the rabbit with antlers. Yeah. Yeah. Not real. Wait, Maybe. for real? Not real? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We're like, is, wait, is, are these real? Because, like, at the beginning of Elf, there's, like, he's, like, waving by to, like, bye, Mr. Narwhal. But I think he's, like, also waving to, like, a talking snowman or something. You're oh, like, right, right. Like, and he's an elf. So you're like, this is a world where elves are real, so I can see why they would put narwhals in here. Because, because, because they're, they're totally not, not real. real. Right? Hey, Mr. Narwhal. Yeah. 
And this is this is the same thing. As so everyone who hears that tries to get it to that narwhals are real. And it's just like, no, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know they are, maybe. But <laughs> did you know that the Aboriginal people I don't even know if that's the right way to describe them. People who live where indigenous. Not, indigenous people to the Arctic region. Yeah. Okay. So um they are allowed to hunt a single narwhal, but they have to do it in like traditional methods. You mm. can't like commercial fish a narwhal. You have to have like a guy out there with you. A guy? What do you mean a guy? Like to make sure like like a Oh goodness no, they disrespect the rules. <laughs> No, um, but it's fascinating the way that they do it there's, because there's the there's there's honor amongst narwhal hunters. <laughs> there is, there is. It is fascinating the way that you hunt your single narwhal because it has so much vitamin C. When you're yeah. up there, it's hard to find a good source of vitamin uh -huh. C. That's this is the actual reason. Yeah. Um, but you have to use like inflated. Uh, I almost said beaver skins, but it might be like seals. Okay. And what you literally do is you inflate it with air. Okay. And then you have like a spear. None of this sounds real, but it is. Yeah. Um, You're not convincing me. You have like a harpoon. I'm more and more sure narwhals are made up. And in a kayak. Yeah. And you go out when you find the narwhal and you can spear it. And then you speared it with multiple... Um, like seal inflated buoys okay and then they can't swim they can't swim down this is like how they catch jaws it's like how they catch they jaws harpoon them with kegs that float yes but this is real but this is real but this is real sure it, it's true i it's know true. i believe you and the sun I believe you. and the sun never <laughs> don't wink at me <laughs> And the sun never sets, and so they all have to wait in turns and during daylight all day in their sleeping bags, waiting for the narwhals to show up so I'm that they can go out there. This is real, as if great white sharks aren't definitely real. Great white sharks are definitely real, but not Jaws. Ja there are I, there are giant great white sharks, like 20 footers or hang whatever. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What is the largest great white shark? Oh, I hang guarantee on. you it's over 20 feet. Hang on, hang on. I'm looking right now. Yeah. The largest... Great white. Uh, do you guys ever have the problem when you're typing in Google on your phone because it doesn't autocorrect? I wrote, what is the greatest hurry we build? Yeah. Uh, but it gets what I'm saying. So I will grant you there's probably not sharks with vendettas against fishermen. Okay. Length, female, 15 to 21 feet. Yeah. Male, 11 to 13 feet. Ah, females are bigger. Interesting. I always thought of Jaws as a male. Huh. I was wrong. Ah, well. Over go. 20 feet is the thing. Over 20 feet, but barely. But, okay, but that's average. That's the average length. I want to know what the, like, world record for a great white shark world is. World record great white shark. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What's the biggest one ever found? Which, by the way, how cool are great white sharks great white sharks are so cool they're like the grizzly bears of the ocean that's like that's for our beach umbrella line at grizzly umbrellas our great white umbrellas we huge we huge <laughs> we huge by the way we'll put it in the show notes somebody sent us a logo logo for grizzly umbrellas <laughs> yeah and it is perfect so thank you to other ethan uh mother nature and emerald cliffhanger phoenix yeah whilst you look up the biggest great white shark on record i will also talk follow up on some umbrella news where we had someone on Twitter uh, at Al Philippides say that they were from Seattle and was offended by the insinuation that they use umbrellas. Those are for pansy tourists. What? So apparently we're doing it right here in Roanoke by non-brellaing it. We are raincoating it and that is the way to do it. They also said that they put their windshield wipers up and they don't know why they do it. Oh, outstanding. That is amazing. Okay, so that's like me. So that's like a bunch of people from Canada emailed me and they were like, no, you need to do that. You will have like thick ice and you will not be able to get your windshield wipers out. And I was like, I said that I do it. I do do yeah. it. I just, I think that I didn't totally understand why. Well, I this was doing person it. does it and they don't know why. So, anyway. How I'm, big is that shark? Okay, so I'm I am very surprised to find that it, it doesn't seem to be giving me a length. Uh, but the greatest, uh, the biggest great white shark, nicknamed Deep Blue, estimated to be 50 years old, weighs in at 2.5 tons. And uh, I have a picture of it here from Ocean Ramsey uh, on Instagram, and it is absolutely gigantor. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You should screenshot that so we can put a picture of Big Blue in the show notes the old show as notes. well. Okay, so let me circle back here because I never did finish my, my story of corn. Oh, yeah. The, the time that I was that I was adjacent pirate? to corn pirates. Okay. Okay, so my friend had too many fizzy pops yeah and so he's like ben dear chap 
could you please take the vehicle to the side of the road? Sure. So I did. This is a really polite hungover person. Very polite. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And so I take the Mazda 3 and I take it to the side of the road, yeah. which happens to be a cornfield. And my friend just walks off into the cornfield, like disappears from view entirely. And oh. I'm like, wow, you have gone way farther than I ever would have gone. <laughs> and so he's gone for longer than you would expect to like like i'm expecting him to be gone for maybe 90 seconds mm -hmm. uh it's like 15 minutes wow yeah so i'm sitting there long enough I'm, to where you could never find him in this cornfield never and yeah. i was a little worried that he could never find me out of the cornfield <laughs> <laughs> um so finally i'm sitting there and i'm like what is going on in this cornfield and he comes out holding three ears of corn and he has he has decided to um tag some snacks along the way for the road trip home yeah the rest of the journey and i was like is he eating raw corn <laughs> raw corn okay. raw corn yep yep three solid ears of corn um but which yeah i don't know why that never seemed weird to me at the time but it didn't um i was like he definitely just stole three ears of corn. Right. But, like, we're looking at, like, easily a hundred acre field uh -huh. of corn. Yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty minimal. Yeah. Like, what what type of, like, casualty did we just incur? Theft is theft, Ben. Although, is this how true farm piratism truly starts? This is how it starts. It's a slip. Like, do you think eventually, like, we'll roll up with, like, like, a combine? Hey, hey, three ears was no big deal. What's three baskets? What's three baskets? What's three baskets? They've got one billion ears of corn. They'll never know. Yeah, this is not the this is not the correct line of thinking. <laughs> but this is that's so so in some ways you you are a corn pirate. No, Jay. No. Yeah. I think you misunderstood. Yeah. See, I was driving the Mazda three. Yeah, someone's driving the boat when you're a pirate. Yeah, you, you wanna know who does? Not, yeah. You, know, you wanna know who drives the boat? Who drives the boat? The captain. The captain. I'm the, the captain. Ca but but Jack Sparrow's still a pirate. Yeah, but still, I'm the captain, which makes it cooler <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a high-ranking member. But Barbosa is also... Yeah, that doesn't make you not a pirate. No, it does. I'm just... I, well, I... Okay, pirate captain. You're but pirate like, captain. But, like, yeah. I'm, like, captain first, pirate second. Captain first, pirate second. It's, what's important for people to know is that I'm a captain yeah. of the heard, Mazda 3. They have heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> but you have heard of me. <laughs> Oh man. oh man! Yeah, so that's that's my that's my my grand pirating. So, so now, if I recall, back on the days of the vlog, uh, there is an episode called "Ben is a Popcorn Pirate." Little did I know you are also a corn pirate. All, what all, is this? All manners of speaking. Wow. Any kinds of corn, oh. I will pirate. <laughs> But captain first. Yeah. Yeah, I drive the boat. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know this about you, Ben. I didn't know you were such a vegetable pirate, but I guess you are. Someone, is, is, is corn a vegetable? Is it a grain? I've heard... I think it's a grain. Mm. I think it's a grain. If you crush it up, it seems like it seems grainy. I feel like if I had corn on the cob with my dinner, I'd be like, yeah, I got some vegetables. Hey, do you think cornbread, like, do you think of it as, like, vegetable bread? Well, Because no. it kind of is vegetable bread. Like, if you had broccoli bread, how would you feel about broccoli bread mm. compared to cornbread? I guess, to me, you can have cornbread that doesn't have raw corn niblets in it. <laughs> niblets? Yeah. I think there's a term for them. For individual... Kernels? Yeah. Kernels of corn? Niblets? Niblets. Niblets. <laughs> I actually... That's the word. <laughs> That's the word. I, I actually... I love cornbread. I hate it if it has niblets in it. <laughs> you, you don't want corn in your cornbread. I do not want... Well, I want, I want essence of corn. <laughs> you know, like corn that has been like like in a windmill, you know? Like corn like mill. Corn, corn meal. meal. Corn meal. Corn meal comes meal out of a corn, of corn mill. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. That's the kind of... That's the kind of corn that I want in my cornbread. This is, okay, perhaps uh, approaching narwhal conundrum status. Okay. Is that, yeah, growing up, all the cornbread I had did not have corn in it. And it always seemed like, huh, it seems like maybe it should have corn. But then one day I finally had cornbread that did have corn in it. And I was like, I don't know if this is right. <laughs> this does not I seem like okay. Someone thought the way I thought it was like, this should, and they did it, but they did it wrong. Do you think they use canned corn? Oh. If you're going, hmm, it feels like if you're baking, if you're already baking your own cornbread from scratch, why would you use canned corn? I don't know. You know, if you've got, if you're making everything else, you may as well go ahead and get that ear of corn. Maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm. Although, do people make cornbread from scratch? Do I they mean, have their own windmills? Okay, but like, so I don't think they make their own 
cornmeal from scratch. Okay, okay. But if you bought the cornmeal and all the separate ingredients and mixed them together, I would say that making it from scratch. Okay, okay. What if you buy a tube of Toll House cookie dough? No, that's not making it from scratch. No. Not at all. Okay, all right. (laughs) I tried. But he's like, you want credit for a scratch? He's like, chocolate. <laughs> that's such a weird thing for you to want credit for because you already make really good chocolate chip cookies. Am I to understand that part of your chocolate chip cookie recipe is pre-made Toll House chocolate chip batter? Heck no, it okay, is not. Okay, exactly. Absolutely it is not, no. But I think it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like you could bake Toll House cookie dough and be like, yeah, we had like, we had like homemade cookies. Oh. Like, I feel like people would say that and it's like, it's a bit of a leap. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And I think people are really skating by with that. Goodness. If you, wow. Mmm. That, that's like. It's worse than being a corn pirate. You made them at home. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> It might be. What kind of... The audacity to say you have homemade cookies if you made it from a pre-bought roll of cookie dough. Oh, I don't know if that counts. Mm. I'm going to hear some Mm. flack from this opinion, I'm certain. But now I think think you have to assemble the batter yourself for it to be a homemade cookie. But the the thing I don't even know if it's called batter when it comes to baking cookies. I think it's just dough. Okay, you have to make the dough yourself, or yeah. it's not a homemade hard stance. Hard stance. You didn't make the dough. It's not a homemade cookie. Hey, do you want to know what my secret ingredient is? I love having a secret I, ingredient. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you tell me, will it be a secret? Yeah, that'll be fine. Okay. I'm not telling. I'm telling you the secret ingredient, not the secret formula slash methods. Okay. Yes, which which there are also definitely okay. probably you'll never now it's black salt yeah black salt is it the hawaiian salt is that it is, yeah called? hawaiian black salt um <laughs> it is it is like saltier salt somehow do you get it on amazon you know what i have had it for so long mm. um it lasts a long time salt salt <laughs> yeah. the thing that makes other things last a long time yeah yeah you don't say <laughs> yeah I, I've, it's I've, just rocks bud i've had salt is the only rocks we eat <laughs> The only rocks we eat. Yeah, no, black you're, salt, though. You're laughing. What other rocks do we eat? Let me think. Mm, mm-hmm. Good luck. Does salt count as a rock? It's more like a mineral. Are minerals not rocks? No, there's a difference. Minerals are rock. Well, no, it's definitely not that because it's sodium chloride, which is a, a compound, right? I don't know. I think that, I think that minerals are made entirely... I'm going to look up... What is the is difference between... Salt rocks? Is Are minerals gonna... different from rocks is the real question. Yeah. Are all is this one of those like all rocks are minerals but not all minerals are rocks kind of things? I don't know. Is salt rocks? A mineral is a naturally occurring inorganic solid with definite chemical composition with crystalline structure formed by a geological process. A rock is an aggregate of one or more minerals, whereas a rock may also include organic remains and miner- mineraloids, which is just kind of fun to say. So you just got a little bit smarter in case you're going to uh, your geology class. Great. So rocks are not minerals. They're made of minerals. This says rock salt is a chemical sedimentary rock that forms from the evaporation of ocean or saline lake waters. Yeah, that's how they make. Yeah, salt is rock. There you go. Salt. Only rocks you eat. Probably. probably. Like, hopefully you're not out there eating gravel or something. I don't think anybody eats gravel. Yeah, I don't think so. Actually, I had a dog once that ate gravel every <laughs> single day, and mm. it was the worst. That sounds terrible. It was. Anyway, guys, I think that's probably about all the time we have for today's episode of The Pop. Don't forget to stick around, because there's some quality content still yet to come after the final Pop Pop. But if you have any thoughts, questions, ideas for things you want us to cover here on The Pop itself, you can be sure to email us at popcornculturepod at gmail.com yeah but until next time pop pop hand fart noise inbound Mm, look at that you can like see it it looks like a fart wow in audio do you imagine farts to be kind of like long spikes Indeed. I do not. I would have thought of them as sort of more like short, long clouds. Well, obviously I'm wrong because every time we go, it makes a big spike. I feel like, yeah, you need like a much longer, a much longer noise. Maybe, maybe I visualize long farts. (laughs) It's like... Now that looks like that's a long fart. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ethan, you can put all this at the end of the episode if you want. <laughs> you can. <laughs> this is this is what all of the Reddit is going to be about. Yeah. How yeah, do yeah. you visualize? What is the visual representation of a waveform as a fart in your mind? Right, because they're they're sort of like shorter. They're sort of short and snappy, which means <laughs> almost by definition. They're gonna look like a, a a real brief like spike. I guess like, real so. narrow and long. I guess I, I think of it as like a long sound like yeah. that I'm making with my mouth. Like I when you go like you're doing that longer than you're making any particular sound when you say words. I don't think I can do the tongue out the side of the mouth fart noise like Wait, that. Wait, let me see. <laughs> Why were you so bad at it? I don't know. I don't know. It's because I think it's because I the only way I learned how to do fart noises is with my hands. Which hold on, example ready? Man, maybe I am more talented than I thought when it comes to making fart noises. Yeah, yeah, I am. yeah. Wow, you are. Maybe you're just really not. Maybe I don't. I really I don't know. I think my tongue is too thin. You can go out of the side of your mouth and everything. Goodness gracious. Well, if you're sh- maybe, maybe you should try going out of the side, because if I go out the middle... <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you do hands? Oh, I can do hands. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't! I'm so glad we have it on the record that Ben apparently can't make fart noises. Hold on, though. This is... <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, you're better at making them using it. Well, yours are way better with your hands than mine are. Excellent. I have something. You I have, have... You've got hand farts. Boy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.